Hey y'all, before we start this episode, we just wanted to correct something that we said in our previous episode. We are all about self-corrections here, and yo, we got something pretty dramatically wrong. So Sam Smith goes by they, them pronouns. There was a brief period of time where they did go by any pronouns, but they've been going by they, them for more than a year now, so we probably should have been aware of that. And, you know, we weren't, so... We were wrong and we're sorry about that. Nobody deserves to be misgendered, of course. And also, and helping us make up for that mishap, I suggest everybody go look up Sam Smith because um, Loki, they're a non-binary icon. Just go take a look. They've had some fashion moments that are to die for. So sorry about that. If you were aware of it when you listened to our podcast, we did not mean any harm. We were simply uneducated and we should have educated ourselves before we spoke on anybody. With that out of the way, let's go on to the episode. Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. and welcome back to Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I am joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Hello, everybody. Our dear, dear Claire is here as well. She's one of our kitties. Yes, Claire is here. She is going to hopefully sit and quietly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quietly observe our recording, but she may very well meow at times. So welcome to that joy. <laughs> so what besides Claire are we talking about today on the podcast? Okay, well, Claire was the high point. I, I wanted to offer our listeners that positivity before we talk about the joyless topic of Rona. Yes. So y'all, we started a Rona podcast. We started a podcast in our lockdown. We had, yeah. we, we did this because we're in our house all the time. What else are we doing on the weekends? So it seems a little bit ridiculous that we've waited this long to make an episode about the Rona. Yeah. But here we are. I mean, I guess to be fair, it, it's nice to maybe get the, lay some groundwork as to what we're doing and not just jump out the gates with an episode about the coronavirus, but also like... It's all around us. It's all around us. COVID is... It's here. It's here to stay. <laughs> no, 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 none of that. No, none of that energy. That's not, that's not where we're at. <laughs> but this week, I want to talk about the COVID and talk about, you know, some goods. There are some There are some goods, Yeah. especially for gender expansive folk. And then also talk about some of the negatives. Because there, are, there uh-huh. are negatives. Uh-huh. There's a, there's one or two negatives of the global just pandemic. A hand, just a handful. Just a, just a wee bit. And then just kind of talk about some lessons, I suppose, ways that we can hopefully navigate this ridiculous, ridiculous lockdown together mm-hmm. even better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we got to start out with the good things. We got to... Oh, yes. We got to start with the good things. We started mm-hmm. with Claire. We got to start with the good Rona things. And then and then we can mm-hmm. get to where we get to. Yes. All right. So let's start out with some of the good things then. All right. One of my favorite things is that the lockdown, well, the Rona and the ensuing lockdowns have allowed gender expansive folks to explore their genders 
outside of the gaze of our cishet society. Mm-hmm. So we get to make our own rules. I think that often in the gender expansive community, there is this line, this platitude that like your body is the body of a interior gender here, no matter what society says. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And that's right. lovely. And we all know that that's not, that's not 100%. That doesn't fix all our ills. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole focus of, last week's episode like, right that was the that was what we talked about last week basically. right it's not perfect it's great it's a great platitude but like mm, it's not really what's up yeah. however in the lockdown in your house hopefully if if your house is um you and other affirming loving people we'll get to if it's not y'all we're talking about good things right now okay just let <laughs> us live our lives if you live in a house similar to Josie and I's situation where it's just the two of us mm-hmm. and our dear cats, yep. gender is whatever the fuck we define it to be here. And that's powerful and that's fun to experiment with in the days, weeks, and months that yeah. we don't interact with anybody outside of our house. Yeah, I mean, it, it can lead to a lot of really interesting and positive kind of, I guess, experiments with gender. I mm-hmm. mean, it has led to some really lovely experiments with gender in this house, like, for example... I grew a beard briefly. That was fun. And that was fun. And honestly, I kind of liked it. It was a nice moment to kind of like explore whether or not my facial hair is something that I have legitimate distress about independent of what other people see or if my facial hair, the dysphoria that I get around my facial hair is dependent on the fact that like other people don't see it as feminine. Other people Mm -hmm. see it as masculine. Right. And in this house, when I don't go outside very much... And when I'm not interacting with people who aren't my fiance and the handful of other people I see online that are generally pretty chill, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to gender me correctly because my facial hair. Mm-hmm. And like, that was a really cool thing to experiment with. Right. And in that vein, this isn't quite the same like experiment, like I changed something, but something I've been working on is seeing my chest, my tits as gender neutral because... As always, my gender is more complicated by the fact that I want it to be multiple things. Yeah. Gotta make it, gotta make it complicated. Mm-hmm. And if y'all heard that, that was our... Oh, there she go. She's fighting her cat tower. She's gonna knock my Kindle off. <laughs> <laughs> she run. She jump. She leap. She yell. <laughs> Y'all, we're all dealing with the, the lockdown in our own ways, and our cats sometimes just run around. And you know what? I get it. Sometimes I also just want That's to run so around. Valid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I was saying, experimenting with seeing my chest as gender neutral, because in this house, like, it can be gender neutral. And yeah. in my mind, it can be gender neutral. I thought about getting a tattoo of the gender fluid symbol on one of my breasts. I think that would be really affirming for me. But tattoo shops are closed. Anyway, we'll get to the bad. <laughs> <laughs> still on the good. Still on the good. But it's been it's been very validating to be able to only interact with people who do buy into and who do genuinely believe and affirm and validate that breasts can be gender neutral. I think that that, I think that being able to define gender for yourself 100% in your own household is an incredibly freeing exercise. And I think that it's been practiced by people in the after work hours since the beginning of time, right? That's always been. But being able to do that day in and day out 
even if it's because of, you know, again, horrible circumstances that we're all locked at home, maybe employment's just straight up and down hard to come by. That's mm-hmm. not a good thing, but this is a silver lining of it that we can lean into and explore. Yeah. Um, and it's been really fun here. Yeah. And I mean, on that note too, even if you don't, I mean, if you live alone, if you don't have an affirming in-person like partner or family or society, like, like in your immediate circles, online communities are thriving right now. For real, for real. And those spaces can be extremely affirming for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's super real. There are subreddits out there. Mm-hmm. My Discord exists. We can link it. There's places. There's people out there who want to affirm you and want to chat. Yeah. Another good thing is y'all masks cover your face. It covers a whole section that people gender other people by, often inaccurately, because our often society be like that. Mm-hmm. But if you put a mask on... First off, you better be wearing a mask when you leave your house. You have to be. This Y'all, is, if, if you're, you're listening to this and you don't wear masks, turn it off. Go away. Think about your life choices. Wear masks. Then come, come back. back. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have facial hair and your yeah. people don't think you should for your gender, yeah. first off, screw all of that. Second off, masks cover it. Yeah, I go to CVS now without shaving because who cares? I have a mask we'll, on. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it removes, to the point that we talked about last week, it removes one of the ways that people gender other people mm-hmm. unfairly. Yeah. Um, but it removes one of those data points that people collect to see what your gender is. And like, I wish that wasn't the system, but it is. And masks go against it. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, kind of similar to what we talked about, another good is that y'all... This prevents us from having to see family, society, community members that aren't affirming because there is no better excuse than, oh, I really do wish I could come to your party, but like, the Rona's real, so I'm going to stay inside. Mm -hmm. No, I cannot travel home right now, family. The Rona. The Rona. The Rona, fam. Which for my family members, if you are listening to this, I will say... It's not y'all. That's not that's not what I'm doing. I really miss you. Josie feels a lot of guilt about not coming home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but like, that is a very real thing where like, if you don't want to see family members who are going to aggressively misgender you or invalidate you. You don't have to, y'all. Yeah. I lovely. Mean, especially if you are in the lovely position like Elle and I, where you don't live with those family members. Mm-hmm. Like if you have your own independent sort of household. Mm-hmm. There doesn't have to be any guilt around the fact that you're just trying to prevent the spread of a deadly plague. Yeah. You can just say, nah, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all. Josie and I really racked our brains. Those are the good ones we came up with, so... <laughs> we stared at the computer screen, tried to make an outline. Took, took a minute. Took, took a, a minute, minute to get minute. those good ones. Yep, we thought of good ones, though. You're welcome. Joy. There's There are good things to be found everywhere. Yes. But you shouldn't seek those good things out at the expense of acknowledging the bad things. And y'all, yes. there is a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's not a good thing. Yeah. And and for for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to be focusing specifically on how it affects our interactions with our genders, our queerness, things mm-hmm. like that. It's a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people infected. There's a lot of people whose lives have been changed irreparably. And there have been a lot of people who tragically have died from this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Those are all bad things. We mm-hmm. are not enlisting these bad things. And those bad things have not fallen equally across other identities. Yes. Do not forget, again, 
I think we mentioned this most episodes, and we, as we should, Josie and I are both white. Our mm-hmm. families have statistically been affected differently by the Rona than black and brown families across this country who have, in some cities, been affected twice, if not three times as worse by the Rona. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Acknowledging that tragedy. Yeah. And we, that is not the conversation that we are here to have, but it is something you should educate yourself about if you are not mm-hmm. nodding along, being like, yeah, you're preaching to the choir. If you yeah. don't know what I'm talking about, go Google it. Look at the racial discrimination of the COVID virus in Chicago, in Milwaukee, in DC. Yeah. Go look it up. Weep. Be sad. Donate. Do what you need to do. Yeah. That's not the conversation we're having here, though. We're talking about how it intersects with queer identities. Yeah. That's not at the expense in this household of having the racial conversation. Josie and I have that. That's just not what this podcast is for. But y'all should be thinking about that and know that we are not thinking that the primary identity that the coronavirus is affecting is queer. It's yeah, not. It's not. That doesn't mean that we can't acknowledge the mm-hmm. struggles, though. Right. Exactly. Which is what we're going to do here. Right. Give yeah. voice to some of the issues that are facing particularly gender expansive people. Correct. But go educate yourself on the other stuff, too. Which does bring us to the bad things. And the one that I want to start with is just my heart going out to anybody who isn't living in a safe environment right now. And when I say safe, I don't just mean physically safe. I mean emotionally safe. We're inside so much more than we are built to be as humans. Yeah. And it's hard for me living with somebody who I love and who is incredibly accommodating of all of my weirdness. And I've heard stories from people who are still living with their parents who are not accepting or are just living with, you know, flatmates who are not, they're not close with. And I can't imagine that struggle. Mm -hmm. And that's real. And if that means that you have to take more COVID risks, I understand that. That makes sense. Josie and I are able to genuinely quarantine. We don't leave our house right now. Last time we left our house was... I went to the post office last week. Last week. So, okay. That's yeah. that's the metric we're on. <laughs> um, but that's it was pr- thrilling. It was thrilling. That's, but that's the, that's the metric we're on. And I do... I don't condone people who are doing dumb shit like going to bars and going to crowded beaches. I guess beach season's over. It's not July anymore. But doing dumb things. But if you are like, I live with unaccepting family members, so sometimes I have to go to my friend's house to like be mentally sound that's valid like just there are risks all around and staying at home in an unaccepting place is also a risk to your mental health so allow yourself what you need absolutely and i think what that looked like for josie and i is like be willing to spend money on things that we wouldn't usually i'm about to go buy so many candles y'all it's getting cold i'm not into it new duvet covers new just things that can bring joy into this house that usually I wouldn't be willing to spend money on. Cause like our duvet cover is fine, but it's yellow and floral and I want something wintry and I'm going to be looking at it so much more often than I usually would. So you know what? I'm going to get something that's wintry. Yeah. Allow yourself that stuff. Like we have to find joy in our homes right now. Mm-hmm. So do whatever that looks like for yeah. you. As you can, as you, as are you able. can, as you are able. Yeah. And then also something that I've heard in terms of bad is like it can be jarring when you do have to reinteract with society and you've been nice and at home and in your bubble of gender expansive affirming 
yeah. world. I mean, to, to just sort of continue enumerating the various privileges that Ellen and I have, <laughs> we also happen to live in a neighborhood of a city that is relatively queer accepting. I mean, queer accepting for sure. The the communities that when when we very briefly got a, got a glimpse of the sun and we could go out to our local co-op again to shop. Oh, that was so nice, y'all. August. <laughs> Such a good time. But like all of the people at our local co-op are at least like chill about gender expansiveness. Mm -hmm. And so when we went to those places, we weren't leaving a gender utopia to go into some place where everybody, where nobody is aware that the binary is fake. Like we were going to a place where people like, you know, at the very least dye their hair weird colors for their gender identity and (laughs) wear face piercings. Like, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, that's real. But it can be super jarring. And like, maybe if you've been in lockdown for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, two months, three months, four months, and then you go back out and you get misgendered again, it's okay if that hits harder than it used to. Like, yeah. it's real. But Not used to it. Like, yep. Your, your tough skin has been eroded by being in a beautiful and wonderful environment. And the fact that you have to go back to that bullshit is unfair. Yeah. And that sucks, and it's real, and acknowledging it is real. It's valid. Yeah. And something that I specifically just wanted to mention, I kind of, I I foreshadowed it when Josie was talking about her grooming around the facial hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't even have to shave if I want to go to CVS because the masks, that's lit, and that's a great gender expansive idea idea, if that's your vibe. But also, y'all, the Rona is affecting your mental health. Gender expansiveness aside, if nobody has told you this yet, it's true. Yeah. If you feel just a little bit more tired than usual, even though you're not doing anything, you're not leaving your house, or if you feel just a little bit more mm, you like forgetful than usual, or if you feel a little hungrier or less hungry, or like suddenly you're like, whoa, I haven't taken a shower in five days. Why mm-hmm. did that why did that not, like, usually in my real life back in freaking February when things were normal, I would have noticed if I didn't take a shower in five days. And now suddenly it didn't really occur to me until day six. Y'all, that's anxiety. It's valid. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's real. And knowing that it's out there, knowing that you have to wear masks, knowing that you can't be physically close to those that you love seeing all of the news stories knowing what you do about the inequities facing various populations across the united states if you're living in the u.s or not like yep yep all of those things contribute to anxiety like you are dealing with that and it is and it probably hurting your mental health yep and it might not show up exactly how you think it would i think Mm -hmm. that something i've heard from a lot of my colleagues is that they're just really struggling with time management Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's real. People struggle with time management. I work with a lot of young professionals, you know, 18 to 24, especially 18 to 24 year olds. As a 24 year old, we mm-hmm. struggle with time management. That's when you're supposed to be figuring out time management in your life. At the same time, are you struggling with time management or are you struggling with concentration and memory issues as caused by anxiety? It's something to consider. Yeah. Because it's real. And there are studies already coming out in, uh, in psychology journals that are talking about, like, COVID fog and COVID anxiety disorder. Like, this is traumatic for many and a background anxiety for all. Yeah. Just being around it. So mm-hmm. if you notice that you need more, more support, it's valid. Yeah. 
and specific to gender expansive people, that kind of forgetfulness or that like lack of emotional bandwidth to upkeep. Maybe you, maybe you are the kind of person who was really into daily grooming exercises to help Mm -hmm. alleviate dysphoria. And maybe you don't have the energy to do that right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's nice that probably it doesn't affect you all that much if you aren't leaving your house. Yeah, you're not like, getting maybe misgendered. Doesn't, maybe it doesn't feel it because you're not getting misgendered. But also there is that like emotional stress of like not being able to do the things that bring you comfort in your gender. And like, it's valid to be distressed by that. It's it's valid to not feel comfortable with that. Yeah. It's also, this is something that I've only come to more recently in the, in the now, what, eight month lockdown. I've only recently come to understand this and I don't know how different people's paths have diverged, but if you all will remember in March and April, when everybody was like, oh my God, lockdown, this is gonna be so much fun, can't leave my house, I'm gonna do a whole new dieting plan and I'm gonna do a whole new exercise plan, I'm gonna bake bread every single day and it's gonna be so great. And like, I think most people pretty quickly figured out that that's not how it was gonna go. Yeah. But. I think that also a lot of community came together in March and April and had those discussions. And if that was the last time you had that sort of community coming together around COVID, let me just be here to tell you that like, it's okay if you're not your best self right now. It is okay if you did not follow your new exercise plan. And it is okay if your sourdough starter has gone gone bad like it's okay if there's, you haven't made bread since april what's that there's an onion article headline that was like man unsure why most psychologically taxing period of his life was not also productive like right exactly like it's all good y'all we are psychologically like surviving we are in fight or flight mode yeah um and it's okay if in fight or flight mode you are not able to run every single day or eat salads every single meal or perform your best gender self right and like some people are out there doing that but like remember that also exercise and eating and grooming are some people's self-care and that's okay too like maybe when you feel like everything is slipping away from you you go on a 10 mile run that's beautiful but just because you see somebody else doing that on your instagram feed doesn't mean that that needs to be your self-care maybe your self-care is eating too much popcorn and watching horror movies. That's okay too. And just allow that to be true for yourself. Give yourself a little bit of grace. Okay, any other bad things you wanna bring up? Um, I mean, I think that there are just a couple of smaller things. I think the mental health aspect is the biggest thing to acknowledge here. Certain access to friends and community is a lot more difficult right now. You know, if you're in a mm-hmm. space where you were used, if you had like, if you're in a town that has like a really prolific like queer center, mm-hmm. And that center has been closed and all of the great engagement activities and community uh, engagement and activism activities have been closed off to you. Yeah. That can be distressing. That's valid. If you were really looking forward to a particular gender affirming medical procedure and that has been deprioritized because Mm -hmm. of the coronavirus or it's been deemed unsafe for you to be able to go in and undergo that procedure. Or if you're trying to get those procedures and you're just afraid of going into a medical center right now. That's valid. That Mm -hmm. is... Medicine is scary right now. Yeah, Going to the doctor is a scary thing right now. Doesn't mean you shouldn't. If you need to, please Mm -hmm. go. You should. If you need to, you should absolutely go to the doctor. But it's also scary. Yeah. Okay. So... None of that was good. That's not, that's not great, y'all. It's just so much. But I want to leave us with, like, some growth mindsets and some, like, 
what can we do about this? Mm-hmm. How does talking about this help? Because now we just feel sad because Lorona is real and it's depressing. No, 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 no. What can we do about it? How can we think about it? How does talking about it help? First off, talking always helps. Sorry. <clears throat> I want to be a therapist. I can't not give that plug. Mm-hmm. But I also want to like really center on the fact that being aware of all of this allows or can allow you to make the best of this time Mm -hmm. because if you are refusing to acknowledge the bad you can end up in a situation where you're only focusing on the potential good so you're only focusing on the fact like you could be doing all this fun gender exploration and also baking bread and also going on 10 mile runs and also going on a new diet and that's not going to be good for you because then you're just going to spend your lockdown beating yourself up that you're not doing all of those things yeah And so it's important to acknowledge the bad because that allows you to release yourself from having to do everything, every single potentially good thing you can spend your time doing in the lockdown because it's a balance there and it is a day-by-day balance. Maybe one day you're feeling pretty good and you're like, wow, you know what? I remember that I did want to buy that new skirt, buy those new thigh highs, you know, put on my binder once again that I haven't since February, do whatever it is. And you can do that one day and the next day be like, wow, I'm not feeling it today, but that's okay. It's okay. It's just because the COVID is hitting my mental health day and I'm going to do what self-care looks like for me and see if I can get back to it tomorrow as opposed to just beating yourself up about it. So I think that acknowledging both the good and the bad are really important to not getting sucked in to just one of the two. Right. Absolutely. And then also another thing that I think is really important to do right now is make your space your own. Yeah. Again, Josie and I have talked about our space is a whole apartment. We're really blessed in that sense. But even if your space is just like your room in your home, or even if your space is just your bed in your home, if you mm-hmm. if you share a room with other people, do what you can to make that your own. Now is not the time to hold back on things that improve that space. There's lots of sayings about how like you should spend a lot of money on like your mattress because you sleep, you know, a third of each day or whatever it is. Right now though, we see that shit all the time. 24 seven, we are seeing our homes. Mm -hmm. We spend our whole life in our home right now. Yeah. So invest in making it what you want to make it. Mm -hmm. If that's new duvets, if that's new candles, if that's a new cozy, cozy sweater, all of these are things I'm going to buy for myself soon. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Like, whatever that looks like for you, allow yourself to invest in it because you do deserve that right now. Yeah, absolutely. And also kind of building on that with this space, like making the space your own, this is a beautiful time. Kind of looping it back to the good things we talked Mm -hmm. about at the beginning of the podcast. This is a beautiful time to think about your own gender outside of how society sees gender. Even if you're not... If you don't currently identify as gender expansive and you're listening to this podcast, this could be a really good time to explore your gender, to go on your gender journeys and really just think about when you're not constantly being seen by the people around you, how do you really feel? Yeah. And explore how you feel about parts of yourself and parts of your expression and identity. Yeah. And allow whatever comes to the surface to be okay. There's no wrong answers in that either. Yeah. Because it's your own space. Right. And and it is a journey. So if when Josie just asked that question 
an answer came into your mind that you're like, wait, no, that's not right. Which I just, I feel like might be an experience that happens for some people. That's okay. Allow yourself to think about that. Allow yourself to exist in that space for a moment. Because it doesn't mean that that's going to be your forever experience. Like, yeah. every, things can be transient. You can just sit in it, in an identity for a few moments. You can just sit in, okay, I've always identified as X. And I'm really afraid of even considering anything else because, like, I want to be valid in my identity. Considering other identities doesn't invalidate your own identity. Yeah. And what a good time to do it when you have made your bed such a beautiful place that you see every day and you can spend so much lovely time in Mm -hmm. to hide from the terror that is outside. Mm -hmm. And while you're hiding from the terror that is outside, no one else is looking at you. Go ahead and experiment with your gender. Yeah. Grow in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all. I think that's really where we're going to end this episode. A bit of a high note. Maybe a bit of a growth note. That's what we're going to call it. Mm-hmm. Take some time. Explore your your ideas of your identity while you have this beautiful opportunity of being locked inside for months and months and months. <clears throat> also acknowledge that, that has a negative effect on your mental health. And it's been lovely talking to y'all. Yeah, it's always lovely talking to y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening to Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I am joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Al. Bye, y'all. And until next time, just keep thinking about it. Music for Gender Journeys, composed by Sonia Badash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josiewrites.com slash genderjourneys. We hope to hear from you soon.